Log Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. And wow, before you know it, it's showtime. Good morning, Mike Mueller. It is showtime. But it's not necessarily morning. But it is showtime. <laughs> Just kind of kind of sneaks up on you there a little bit. Uh, we mm-hmm. both were we were around and about last week. Sorry we missed you listeners, uh, friends, guests, and uh, other folks. Uh, Mike was off on a secret mission, and <clears throat> I just took a day in the shade. Say hello, Mike Mueller. <laughs> hello, Mike Mueller. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yeah, so uh, what was your excuse for last week? Well, uh, annual motorcycle trip combined with uh, I saw a really cool solar eclipse, and I was dead center in the path of whatever they call it, in the path. Awesome. Uh, totality was the word and yeah. that, that's that's awesome i was a little bit south of totality so it didn't get super dark here um we did get the little half moon shadows in the or half sun shadows in the the leaf shades but uh yeah mm-hmm. glad you got to see that i'm assuming you saw darkness then it was okay so i heard it was going to be life altering uh, you know what i'm going to say it was pretty neat it was definitely a big wow experience in there was just a little sliver, you know, we were, we were out in the middle of nowhere. There was just a little sliver of sun left, and I'm going, when's it going to get dark? When's it going to get dark? And it was like <laughs> the lights went out. It was, uh. if, you've, if you've never been to a total, it just, it was, that that part was very neat because it went to midnight instantly. Awesome. And it, not like the sun setting slowly like that, it went, boom, and it was gone. And Very just cool. like that, it was. It came back two and a half minutes later. And if you wanted to tell someone exactly where you were at that time, I bet you had a uh-huh. way to do that, didn't you? Uh-huh. I certainly did. <laughs> so it's time for Mike's tool. <laughs> All right. That, that was a perfect lead-in because my tool, while I'm gone, so uh, – just you know, if you if you don't follow me, that's great. It doesn't really matter. I, I essentially what I do is I ride uh, a motorcycle off road uh, every year. We take a big trip, and for five to ten days, I disappear into the wilderness, and I'm long gone. We are miles and miles and miles and miles away from cell phone reception. We're miles away from really everything. So. I like to let my wife know. And we've got tools. So there's something called a spot three that we have and an in-reach and, and that kind of thing, which is a, a now a Garmin product. But I'm going to give you a tool that you can use right now that's absolutely free that will – it tracks you, but you can share your location to absolutely any one of your contacts. So in my instance, I just shared it with my wife. So she would pull up her phone, know exactly where I was. And it's called Google Maps. And they've got a new thing. So if you go over to Google Maps, it doesn't matter if you're on your 
smartphone, doesn't matter if you're on your desktop, whatever, just go over to Google Maps. You'll see a little ha- what's called the hamburger icon. It's three horizontal lines. You mm-hmm. click that, and then, of course, expands the menu, and you'll see a new thing called location sharing. And very simply, you can pick your contacts, and they do. A, I, I think they do a really good job here because you pick whatever contact you want in your in your Google account. So I pick my wife, boom, and I'm sharing my location with her. Now, it's a temporary thing in that. Uh, maybe a couple hours later, maybe the next day later, they'll say, hey, did you still want to share your location with Megan? That's my wife. And so it kind of reminds you. It doesn't turn it off, but it kind of reminds you. And so you can say, yeah, yeah, I absolutely do want to share. So you could do it on a temporary basis, and it'll remind you, or you could do it on a permanent basis, like I do now. She knows exactly where I am. Oh, that's really cool. Um Myra, my wife, and I are on Sprint. So Sprint has had that service for quite some time, <clears throat> but there's a fee. You know, it's like, I don't know, nine ninety-five a month or something. Well, let me ask you this, Mike. Uh, in the past, I've had people send me a location from their iPhone. Well, I don't have an mm-hmm. iPhone. I have an Android, so right. I get something I can't use. On the other right. hand, if I send them my location from my Android, they can always use it. Is this going to cure that? problem it is because it's it's not and like you mentioned sprint if i wasn't on a sprint account which i'm not could you share your location with me and you know iphone has that location sharing thing with other iphones that's great but this is a google product and and i'm going to say everybody has google or theoretically everybody has google so all you need is google account log into your maps and there it is and you can share it with anybody else. Very cool. So obviously works on uh, phones, tablets, laptops, and desktops. And I'm betting you can even use it on my favorite operating system, Linux. You could. If you can pull up Google, you can use it. Good tool. Um, Mine is completely divergent from what you just said. has nothing to do with all that stuff. But uh, in the few seconds I had to prepare for the show... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> something something popped up, and it's a question that you and I both get very, very often, especially from new clients. If they're going into online marketing and they're using blogging in particular as a sure. part of their uh, as a part of their methodology, and that's what do I write about? Um, I get that. I mm-hmm. never have a problem coming up with a topic. Um, because they present themselves to me. But if you do yeah. need something to fire up your mind, you can go over to custom-writing.org, writing-tools, <laughs> slash topic-generator. And I guess I'm going to share that on the Facebook page. I don't know how we're going to get that out, because if you were in the chat room, you would get it over there. But custom-writing.org. Uh, has this very, very simple, doesn't require much input from you, and it just kind of spits out some ideas that you can uh, hopefully will inspire you to come up with a topic to write about. They don't give That's you great. the topic. They just give you some ideas. Um, what's another way to find a good topic to write about just very quickly from well, the top of your head? When I when I saw this, the first thing I thought of was, and I want to say HubSpot has uh, something similar. 
mm-hmm. that's a little bit more specific to uh, blog. Uh, but I'm going to say the best, and this is this has always been one of my favorite things, is the best is just look in your sent folder, and people have asked you questions, and you've already responded. You've mm-hmm. sent basically blog posts. You've you've written either the beginning or the entire blog post and sent it back in an email. And if somebody has asked you a particular question, you can generically answer that in a blog post in a wonderful way. That makes a perfect blog topic generator. Yeah, I, I think that's great. Uh, a tip that I always give as well is there are days of the year that happen all of the time. There's Independence Day, mm-hmm. there's Labor Day, there's Memorial Day. Um, we just had an eclipse. That was an opportunity to write about it. And you know what else that helps do, Mike? Not only can you answer a question uh, that's kind of inspired by one of those days, but people are Googling for more stuff on those days that are relevant to that. So if their search terms match yours, um, especially if you're like a travel blogger, or if you're maybe a, mm-hmm. a, a real estate blogger, you know, people start thinking about where to move to. Uh, you know, here's just an example. Uh, people look for 4th of July. They look for Independence Day fireworks shows. Well, if your town yeah. happens to have a great fireworks show, and these people are thinking about moving, and they're thinking about mm-hmm. moving to your town, guess who they're going to find when they do um, – you know, if they do uh, fireworks in Alta Vista for 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. Um, let's go ahead. Oh, uh, hold on. I have to do something momentarily. Here we go. Because yep. uh, it's Mike's week. Watch this, y'all. And now, all the news you ever really cared to hear about from Mike Mueller. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm in charge of the news because Ken's off on special assignment. Um, Not really. He's just working on things. But uh, given that, uh, a couple of things that really hit my news feed that I really noticed a whole lot of. uh, One in particular, uh, Google removed over 300 apps. And, of course, they're all Android apps as far as that goes. um, That secretly, and that's that's the key word, hijacked phones for DDoS attacks. And if you don't know what that is, when you've got a website that goes down, it's generally because, not that somebody broke in and and got the password or what have you, it's that all these things, these internet things, were pinging just gazillions of messages to a website. And that website had to deal with it, and it can't handle it. It just breaks down. And that's a DDoS attack, essentially. So 300. Now, these are in Google's Play. So if you're an Android person, uh, you are very familiar with Google Play because you download apps from Google Play. And there were 300 that secretly, they made it in there to begin with, and then they had been secretly hijacking phones. So your phone would sit there and look fine, but (laughs) but you were a drone and so at least they, they got rid of those. And I don't know how they found them or what have you, but at least that's gone. And that's a good thing um, because, you know, having we like to we like to think of a free market type society where, you know, I can create an app. And, and actually, you know what, can actually create an app for me um, one time. 
and I he put it up in the Google Play Store, and it probably is still there. And basically, just found all the Justin Bieber posts and images and things like that. It was kind of a cool app. Um, and we want that. We want that creativity, but at the same time, we don't want uh, the sneakiness that goes behind the scenes. So, hey, that was a good thing. But here's another thing that kind of related to that somewhat that I, I noticed. There was a new, um, as far as Comscore, if you, if you follow Comscore, Comscore counts does accounting essentially for the Internet and kind of tracks a whole lot of different things. And one of the funniest things that I I saw in their most recent report is most, the majority of U.S. consumers, is the headline, still download zero apps per month. So essentially, you've got the apps you like, and you're not going to go download anymore. And that's, that's what they're finding out. It's a really hard sell to get a new app, to get more app, to get a, a new app adopted by the community to get people to actually download it. And so on that way, you know what? It's We want it to be easy to get into the Google Play Store, but then you got to sell your app. You've got to figure out a way to get people to download it. And then, of course, you want to monetize it. Uh, that said, smartphone app uh, use is off the charts. Absolutely incredible. That's where they're finding most people spend most of their time is in the smartphones, in the apps and not necessarily on desktops or, or tablets or what have you. So those are my two news stories. What do you think? Uh, you know, I uh, the topic about apps comes up very often, and clients come to me saying, I need an app to blah, blah, blah. And I uh-huh. usually say, no, you don't. First of all, <laughs> I'm not going to download your app because I'm not – no, it's just not going to happen. Um, I have probably 65 apps on my uh, Samsung Galaxy S8 Plus, Mm -hmm. Um, and I use most of them regularly. One of them is, well, I have two uh, for each, you know, one for each bank. Uh, I have a couple of security apps. I'm just kind of looking right now. I have uh, the PayPal app so I can manage my PayPal and PayPal Pay here. I have both the Facebook mm-hmm. uh, app and the Messenger app. I have Instagram. Uh, and then I have a few things, too, like uh, I have a speed test app. Um, I have an app that helps me test the signal strength for GPS. Plus, it also gives me pitch, roll, and yaw, those kind of things, airspeed. I used it on the way home from Denver on the uh, air, airplane to tell where we were, um, how high oh, we nice. were, and how fast we were going. Yeah. So at uh, 38,850 feet, we were flying 516 nautical miles per hour. So, yeah, I mean, I've got those things, but I'm not downloading a an app for Ken Cook's website or for the Social Media Edge radio show. I'm just not going to do it. So with today's um, super mobile websites, uh, it's mm-hmm. much easier, much easier on the load. What's the one downside to that, Mike? Having web only and not an app. Well, if you have web only, um, it better be mobile. But um, as far it better be mobile responsive. But yes. I don't know if you had web only. Oh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're gonna you're not capturing people like you could. 
So you've got a little bit of a lead capture that happens with an app. You know exactly who downloaded it, which means you could send the messages directly and things like that. Here's, here's what right? I was thinking. Yeah, that is uh-huh. very good. I missed that one. Here's the one I was thinking. Offline access. So I have, um, I have a couple of reader apps um, that I can download things to. And if I'm in airplane mode, I've got it yeah. right there for me. Hey, we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about today's topic. And it's, a, it's tr- inspired by something that really happened. I met my granddaughter on Facebook. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how social media is impacting our daily lives in ways that uh, you might be able to take advantage of. We'll be right back. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website, I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. I like special bonuses and uh, special bonuses just for our listeners. And in case you didn't know it, we've got a new thing that goes on every week and we're kind of working this in. We're in the, I guess we're in the post alpha um, process, or maybe we're still in the alpha process, Mike. Um, uh, We've, we've had a thing at the end of the show called rapid fire and we play it with our guests and, and we play it with each other. And now we're going to be playing it with our listeners. But at the end of the show, we ask a question that had you been listening to this next segment of the show, you'd know the answer to. And Mike's wondering, how are you going to work this in? Don't you worry, big fella. I got to figure out. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of strange. Um, and I know that for centuries, um, millennia, children have moved away from their parents and started their mm-hmm. own families. Uh, You know, it's happened throughout life. You know, maybe not as much back in the day because people, uh, families tended to congregate together so they could help each other and those types of things. But with today's really global community, um, kids just take off, you know. They just, Mm -hmm. they fly the coop. Um, Well, mine certainly did. So a trip that I took last week inspired today's topic. And the topic is, I met my granddaughter on Facebook. Isn't that a trip? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, first of all, big congratulations. 
to you well, and the family. Yeah. Uh, Myra is one happy grandma. I'll tell you that right now. Um, we really enjoyed that time. But it made me think how deeply impacted our lives are and how deeply penetrated our lives are by social media. Anybody that's on social media and semi-active um, has that impact. I mean, you can go right now. You can go to Instagram. You can go to Facebook. You can go to Google+. Plus, and you can... Uh, and other things that I don't even use. And you can see what people have done. Maybe they only post once a week. Maybe they only like something once a day, but you can actually create a profile on what yeah. those people are doing and not necessarily in a scary way, but also just to, to it, it's almost like keeping a diary in the public. How would you describe that, Mike? I may be describing it wrong. Well, um, no, I think I think that's I think you're good on that as far as that goes. I and uh, I, I kind of tend to think of it as lists. Um, in Facebook, I use lists, and Twitter, I use lists, and things like that. Um, and it's kind of a form of a list. Yeah, uh, kind of a, a public list. You keep track of where you've mm-hmm. been, and so do other people that are, are friends with you. Uh, hopefully, you're doing your privacy settings on social media the way you want them. Uh, you know, Twitter has private, uh, mm-hmm. Instagram has private, Facebook has multiple levels of, of privacy, uh, which I really like. I wish the others had yeah. things similar to that. Uh, I don't think it's a great idea to post everything you do uh, to social media like some folks do. But let's think about it from the flip side. You own a business. doesn't matter what it is. Maybe you're an insurance agent. Maybe you're a real estate agent. Maybe you're an automotive repair person. There are ways to look at what's going on, and not only that, but have those social media engines, those social media uh, uh, organizations, companies, actually help you identify Mm -hmm. the people that are posting about and liking and resharing the types of things that you like. Is that cheating, Mike? It's not, uh, and so going back to I'm, I'm I'm going to go right back to my list in Hootsuite. Um, I'm tracking automatically everybody who mentions our hashtag Smedge. Mm-hmm. So you mention our hashtag, and I've got a stream for that. It's not cheating, but what you're kind of leading up to, and 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 it's called. Uh, I think I don't know if Google did this first, but the zero moment of truth and somebody saying, hey, my water pump just blew. Does anybody know a good mechanic in the Atlanta area? Mm -hmm. That would be a good thing to be listening to. And that would be a good thing to have a list on Hootsuite or whatever your platform is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Monitoring keyword usage and getting it in real time uh, man, it's 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 valuable. If you've ever tweeted anything, and then you got a response within a few minutes, uh, one of two things happened: either somebody's got some kind of a bot running, uh, or they are sitting there literally physically monitoring um, what you're saying and looking for. I've done that before. I've I've, I've did that in the past uh, for a company that mm-hmm. I worked for, and was able to generate business from doing that. So it was. It was very interesting. I'll, I'll give you a good example. We just went to Denver 
to meet our granddaughter uh, in person, mm-hmm. not on Facebook. Uh, IRL, I think, is the word. Hashtag IRL. Um, and there were we didn't really know what to do while we were there because obviously we weren't going to sit with the kids and the grandchild every minute of every day. Um, <laughs> and I'm from the South. I don't know if you know it or not, but there's there are two kinds of tea in the South. There's sweet tea, and then there's mm-hmm. stuff you pour on the ground, right? Um, yeah. If you go to if you go to Denver, however, <laughs> uh, if you even say, for example, if you drink unsweet tea, if you say unsweet tea, they look at you like you have three eyes, because there's no sweet tea in Denver. Right. Uh, a lot of other places as well. I'm just singling out Denver because we just got back. So if you happen to really love sweet tea, uh, finding that in Denver is virtually impossible. In fact, we went to the Hard Rock Cafe, and and, uh, it was 11 o'clock in the morning, so I wasn't going to drink a Long Island tea. Uh, They asked, what do you want? I said, do you have sweet tea? And she said, no, there's no sweet tea around here. (laughs) Literally. Her answer. Well, so okay. If so, yeah. if I had tweeted about that, there there actually mm-hmm. is a place there. Uh, Brothers Barbecue in Denver has sweet tea. Mm-hmm. Now you're well. So, if you had tweeted about that, would Brothers Barbecue have turned around and said, "Hey, come on over. We got sweet tea, and check out our ribs or what have you." If not, they would have missed a great opportunity because I would have tweeted something like, can't find sweet tea in Denver. Would mm-hmm. have been a perfect opportunity for every restaurant <laughs> that knows how to uh, put two pounds of sugar in a cup of tea could have responded. <laughs> and I have to say, I don't get the sweet tea thing. I'm I'm a Californian all the way. I like regular old unsweetened that's the only kind of tea for me but we're digressing (laughs) (laughs) Um, well we are but we're not because we're talking about that social media profile and how any business can use it i mean you gave a great example my alternator went out well what about if somebody just goes online and they're like um my child just flushed my phone down the toilet what do i do well opportunity springs right there for someone in that area to respond because it's already asking on social media. But even if they're not asking, if they're just making a casual statement, it's, uh, you know, like, uh, oh, I hate shopping for plumbers because plumbers are all ripoffs. So great opportunity for a legitimate plumber to step up and say, we'd love for you to give us a try. 100% guarantee we'll be there in 10 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So one more example, Mike, that you may have before we, have to say goodbye to the folks. What's a way that maybe some of our listeners could tune in and listen to social media and take advantage of that penetration? Well, okay. So I'm going to say if you've got a, because this is a real life thing. So I've got uh, in Facebook, I've got, I don't know what, 5,000 people that I am friends with so many thousand other people who follow me who are not actual friends, but I've got about a hundred people I'm just going to say about 100 people or so who are really good at referring business to me. And when I talk, see, we brought it right back to lists. When I talk about lists, I want 
those people to come up first in Facebook. So I've actually put them in a list, and my shortcut to Facebook goes directly to that list because I want to know exactly what goes on in their life. And, for instance, they have a new grandchild. They're going to post it on their Facebook. Now, I'm not cheesily going to go over and say, hey, that's great, maybe you should make a website because I build websites and maybe you should use me, and, and no. I'm just going to like or love that picture, congratulations, do all that kind of stuff in a human way. And you could do that as a as a brand as well. Yep. You can if you've got great referral sources, follow them, know what's going on in their life. Because that's what social media does is it closes up this whole gap. That's kind of what we're talking about. Is closing yeah. that gap and bring these far away things right into you. Right. And don't be that guy. You know, uh, I did a skit with Lane Bailey several years ago where while I was speaking, he would stand up and shout, I'm Lane Bailey. I'm a real estate agent. Uh, and people <laughs> very quickly got it. Hey, uh, okay. Here's today's rapid fire question. Uh, Mike, you came up with it. So you want to have the folks uh, tell you what you like or don't like? What is it, Mike? Mm-hmm. Which one is it? I mean, do you like what I don't sweet like. tea or? Or do you not like sweet tea? Or do you unlike sweet tea? So the first person to answer correctly on Twitter using the hashtag Smedge can win a $10 Amazon gift certificate. Just go over to uh, Twitter and type the response. Does Mike like sweet tea or unsweet? We'll, want, we'll monitor that, won't we, Mike? Actually, Twitter will do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they will. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Hope you tune in next week. We're going to play again. It's time to say bye, Mike. Bye, Mike. And thanks to Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com.